Thank you, everybody, for joining us here on the Collar and Elbow Wrestling Podcast presented by Six Star Productions. And if you didn't know, that's us. Okay, that's me and Chris. I'm Kenny Oak. I'm joined by Chris. We're Six Star Productions. We do this thing called Collar and Elbow Wrestling. And today we are here to talk about... It's a little late, so I apologize. But we are here to talk about the Royal Rumble. And that show that happened before it, the show that usually always outshines the show that happens after, and that's NXT TakeOver. But it was a big weekend, Bubs. How did you feel? I was excited for the entire weekend. As always, I think, NXT's production was very good. I wouldn't say that they won the weekend this time because some of their matches were a little, not underwhelming, but not as strong as the amazing five-star match that we got to see at the end of that that oh night. Gosh, that I, and I'm going to go ahead and say this. I said this as it happened. I had some time to think on it. Mm-hmm. had some time to kind of drink it in, man. Yeah. And I still hold true to what I said to you after that match, that this was the best NXT title match of all time. Okay. And it could easily be the best NXT match, period, as well. True. I... I don't know. NXT has had some amazing matches, so I'm not going to go as far as to say that it was the best NXT match ever. Um, I still hold true to the fact that this first Sasha uh, Bailey match, where Bailey won the NXT title, was the best best NXT match of all time. But man, this match had it all. This was Almas's breaking out party. Andrade Cien almost became a made man that weekend. And you and I kind of wanted this angle to keep going, right? The Johnny Gargano story seems to be a revision or a, a revisiting of the Daniel Bryan thing from years ago, the ultimate underdog type card thing. But now he's kind of out of NXT. He's probably going to make a, a main roster debut rather soon. So we're not going to get that angle anymore. But I'm, I'm glad that he didn't win. Because right. I, I don't think he's going to make a main roster jump anytime soon. Uh, so you kind of can continue <clears throat> to build to that. Uh, th- they had a ton of allusion towards you know the Daniel Bryan story. Oh, this is just like when Daniel Bryan won in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So you know, a part of you was like, are they going to give this? Like now, I don't want him to win because I don't want them to try and capitalize on something like that. I don't want it to be shoved down my throat. But the match was just brilliant. Andrade Cien Almas is becoming a stud. He's finally, you know, breaking out. He's finally becoming what uh, Triple H saw in him when he was the biggest star in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're really starting to see that now. And then just I was entirely pleased, extremely impressed with what I saw out of those two on Saturday night. It was a great match. Your your boy. Dave Meltzer hooked it up. First five-star match since 2011 in the WWE, since Punk and Cena. So this was this was great. Hell of a story, too. Maybe better storyline in the ring than the actual ring work. And the ring work was great, too. Oh, the ring work was amazing. And the story was the, the interference from Vega, mm-hmm. uh, Gargano's wife coming out and spearing her and chasing her away, only for Vega to find her way back. Mm. Um, the near falls, the match just falls. kept going. I felt like it lasted close to an hour. 
It was just, and I never once felt like, is this going to end soon? Yeah, never. Oh, it had me hooked. But now looking forward, we get to see it's going to be Alistair Black now against Cien Almas, Bubs. That's the match already booked for TakeOver New Orleans, WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. And Al- Alistair Black has yet to put on a bad match or anything even close to it. This match he had this uh, last Saturday against Adam Cole Extreme Rules was, it, I mean, spot heavy, of course, as expected. But damn, this match was also very good, and he never, he never disappoints. So it's, I think that I think that match at Takeover New Orleans is going to be maybe just as good as this one. A little the storyline probably won't match up as well, so it might not be as good. But I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, the the storyline won't be there, but the the main story is. Since Aleister Black has made his NXT debut, I dare you to find someone who's been better than him in that time frame on both main roster and in NXT. Mm. Aleister Black has been absolutely firing on all cylinders. His matches have been great. Uh, He made a star out of the Velveteen Dream. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had a star-creating match against Adam Cole this past Saturday. Uh, a match that, you know, if you believe the the internet rumors and tabloids, Vince McMahon is so high on Adam Cole now and sees him as a possible, you know, future Shawn Michaels. Uh, but uh, just Aleister Black, his, his character, there's, there's not a lot to it, mm. but there's a lot of subtleties that he does so well that makes it so great. Like when he picks people up with his foot, and like stands them up like and his entrance his entrance music is awesome i dig it um just almost everything about alistair black just screams main event screams star um and everything honestly, everything i feel like he, he could be the next undertaker if he just had more size right everything he does is not loud it's very passive in a way but it's so eye-catching from his character to like you said the subtleties to everything he does in the ring until the very end when he does his spinning uh, fade to black yeah the fade to black black mass kick black mass that's that's, what it is that's loud as shit that's that's where the subtleties disappear and he just smokes your head off yes so he gets such good contact with his hand he makes such a loud whoo sounds so good uh but I haven't found one match of his where I didn't enjoy. I remember watching him for the first time last year, uh, sitting in my room in Afghanistan, and I was just like, oh, who's this new guy? Uh, Here is music. I was like, oh, his music is badass. Mm-hmm. His entrance, I was like, well, this is kind of weird. He comes up like he's in a coffin or something. Yeah. Like, this is kind of cool. But then his match happened, and I was just like, this guy can go. Like, I thought, you know, he was some newbie. That didn't, because I didn't know a lot about him. I didn't know how much wrestling training he had. But okay. man, yeah. he's he surprised me from day one, and I've loved every bit of it. Yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan of him when he was Tommy End in the independent world coming up before all this. I knew who he was because he had some decent matches and stuff, but now he's making himself a huge star on the stage that he's on, and he's, he's not going to stop Bubs. He's still in his early 30s, so we got a lot of time with him to see what he's going to do. So of course that NXT roster is usually packed and they just somehow find ways to just keep reinventing new stars. And by the end of this year, if the Velveteen dream is not the biggest star in NXT, 
then it'll be somebody else that we haven't heard of yet. So it, exactly. It, so it, it doesn't matter. And the women's side is also trying to make efforts as well with uh, Shayna Baszler and Amber Moon. That match was a little underwhelming for what it was on I, Saturday. I just don't like Shayna uh, Baszler. I'm not a big fan of her. I don't like her in-ring style. Um, I don't like her look. Um, yeah, I kind of like her aggressiveness and the things she mm-hmm. does outside of the match. But... Her in-ring work doesn't really flow with her character. Right. Um, She's a true her in- UFC turnover. Right. So it, it'll be hard for us to adjust to her or for even her to adjust to the style anytime soon. I think she definitely needed a lot more work before she got thrusted into uh, NXT television, uh, thrust into the championship scene of such a prestigious title like the NXT women's title. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ember Moon can make anyone look good, though. Ember Moon is fantastic. I love her. Um, but yeah, that match, I, I felt it was a little underwhelming. Just something was missing, and I think it all had to do with Shayna. I just don't think she was the right choice. I understand what they're trying to do, get that crossover appeal, especially with what happened at the end of the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I feel like that's just the setup for that, but I, I didn't like it. And, but I love Ember Moon, and I'm glad she retained. Yeah, it, it was, and it was a weird ending too, because she was she was stuck in that arm breaker for like what seemed like minutes, and she couldn't yeah. couldn't capitalize on making Ember tap out, and then she just gets rolled up. But that that scene will progress; she'll get better, hopefully, and add some uh, wrestling technique to uh, to her style that we might more so enjoy. But overall, I liked uh, I liked uh, the NXT Takeover event. The Velveteen Dream. And we're forgetting. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. We're forgetting that kind of underwhelming match. Yeah. Also, also oddly underwhelming. I don't think Cassius Ono, Chris well. Hero's not very. I know he gets a lot of hype mm. for his career, but I've never been a big fan of Chris Hero slash Cassius Ono. I don't think he's very good in the ring. I, well, I think he's good, but I don't think he's he's very good or great. Uh, he's a BB plus, honestly. Um, he's sluggish now since he's put on all this weight. Um, yeah, he's the knockout artist, but that's really it. All he does is that spinning forearm, and I just I'm I'm not a fan. I haven't liked him since he's uh, left the Indies. Uh, I didn't really like him all that much when he was in the Indies. So I'm just I the less of him I see, the better. This was another chance here for the dream to go up against somebody with a much bigger resume than his mm. and to continue to push um, his, his career. The match was very underwhelming, though. I don't think that they, as far as styles go, they didn't match up well at all in the ring, though. It just seemed a little, it was clunky at times, and I hate to see that, anything bad about the, the dream. I hate seeing that. He doesn't need that kind of stuff, but... uh no. It was underwhelming, but it, I mean, he's going to get a good spot in the NXT TakeOver card in New Orleans. I don't know where they're going to go with him, but anything will be good. And Oh, yeah. And as long as I see the Velveteen Dream on my screen, I am down, and I love it. His character work has been fantastic. Yeah, he's going to need a couple years to continue working on his ring work because that, that was always – you know, that's what NXT is for. And people don't realize this, is that a developmental program like NXT is supposed to be where people cut their teeth and get better 
at their in-ring work. We're not supposed to have the matches that we have, you know, with NXT. If you go back and watch old school uh, OVW, FCW, it wasn't good. No. The the matches weren't good. The character work wasn't good, but they were preparing, being prepared for their time in the in the big leagues. And NXT, we're spoiled in a big way. And, you know, guys like Velveteen Dream, you know, he needs years of developing his in-ring work. But because his character work is so good and he's on such a, a big stage like NXT that gets TV time, it gets its own special every week on uh, the network, you know, people are expecting more out of him when really we should just be be happy with his character work and just be rooting him on to get better in the ring. Oh yeah. And everyone that's in NXT is in a great position, having people like William Regal and triple H directly involved in their, their process of creating their character. When they had dusty Rhodes there years ago, doing the same thing, these people are very fortunate and in Florida championship and OVW way back in the day, that stuff wasn't really there. It wasn't so much of a concern. You go out there, you, you try new stuff, you work on your ring work. And if you get better, you get better. And you had Jim Cornette, you had, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Paul Heyman running those promotions. And they were just, they were more focused on getting people WWE ready. But now in NXT, now you need to be NXT ready when yeah. you're put on the screen. Because you're you're expected to put on, you know, three and a half, four star matches. <coughs> and it's working out for them because every time there's a major event on these takeover weekends, nine out of ten times they're going to win the weekend war because the matches are so good and we don't have to deal or worry about the nonsensical TV drama programming that we get from mainstream Sunday night pay-per-views and Raws and Smackdowns. Here, mm-hmm. you get good characters, and then you get five-star matches. That's kind of all they do in NXT. And that's really all I'm worried about. And as long as they keep giving me that, I'm not going to bitch or complain because all these guys become bigger stars once they leave NXT. Now, with someone like... Alistair Black with someone like the Velveteen Dream where they're very much NXT creations. They're very much over at Full Sail. They're over at NXT, you know, arena shows. Do you feel like it could be a little nerve-wracking thinking of both of them being on the main roster? How so? Well, there's there's not a strong track record for characters like the Velveteen Dream uh, being called up, and I mean, look at what happened with Tyler Breeze. Right, he was very much kind of that same cut from the same cloth. Um, these guys get called up from NXT to the main roster, and nothing nothing happens for. Or they they get thrust into the lower mid card. They get one you know big mid card uh, feud. Yeah, like like Tyler Breeze had with Dolph Ziggler. And then once that was over, he disappeared. Right. And I feel like that could happen with Velveteen. Now with Aleister Black, he's built so perfectly in NXT to dominate that when he comes up to the main roster, he's a little undersized. Um, He doesn't have that name recognition to the mainstream audience. And I feel like they'll just kind of throw him into the wolves. And instead of, you know, giving him the... I guess the the push and the wins like Baron Corbin did because of Corbin's size and athleticism, right. that he'll kind of just fall to the wayside. I think comparing the two, 
a lot of people know Alistair Black as Tommy End from his days before here. So he has a bigger a bigger following, at least, than the Velveteen Dream will have just because he did significant shit before he got here. But I think there's, there's going to be this kind of treading with caution thing when calling up individuals or even tag teams now. We'll see how well the Revival do once they uh, actually get it's back into it. not looking good right now. Right, but the ultimate flop has been Bo Dallas because he was yes. the he's arguably or still up there as the best NXT champion of all time. And when he was that, he was great. Yes, he and, was an amazing champion. Yeah, and then you got guys like Apollo Cruz who get shoved up here way too soon. Yes, and are expected to do great things based on pure athleticism and in-ring. I guess I'll call tactics or skills, and then everything else falls apart. And now he's just kind of floundering, doing stuff randomly with Titus here and there. So Titus worldwide. Uh, there has to be a sense of caution, I think, going forward with these major major names. And if they're not a major name like Bobby Roode was and Nakamura then you have to be careful with them because those dudes are going to be fine. They're legends outside of NXT. They're, yeah. they're going to be okay. But that brings up the question, then what about someone like Adam Cole? He's a former ROH world champion. He defended that title at Wrestle Kingdom mm-hmm. uh, two years ago uh, or last year. Two years ago? I don't remember. I think it was last, last year. Not this last. Yeah. Not yeah. this Number 11. one. But the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you feel he might fare on that? He's a little undersized, but he does have a decent following. He's, you know, pretty solid in the ring. He's very charismatic. How, how do you think he might fare on the main roster? I think he has a he has a bigger following than Black and Dream do. I, everyone knows him. They will yell Adam Cole, baby, with Bebe. him. So if they ever decide to push him into something significant, I don't think he'll ever be a, a WWE champion or a Universal okay. champion. But he's a guy you can he can run the hell out of, out of the mid card like the Miz does and be a prominent person in there just based on his his following alone. He's going to get a lot of attention. But that's and not, he's only twenty eight years old. He's young. Yeah, there, it's not time for him yet at this point though because he needs to be the face of NXT. I think that's the next big thing for him after we get through the Almas uh, Alistair Black angle. So by next yeah. year, it's, it has Adam Cole. He can he can run that brand. He could be the guy you put at the top and make him your number one guy. So do you? So you're not buying these reports coming out about Vince being in love with Adam Cole. I don't buy him in the regard that they're going to do anything different than they originally planned with him to have him do shit like mid card stuff with Aleister Black and then eventually find himself in the main main spotlight for the the NXT Championship. So nothing on the main roster. No, nothing on the main roster. I don't. Okay. I don't think his his coming out of the Royal Rumble meant anything significant. So he'll be on the NXT card for New Orleans, and then he'll. Oh be, yeah, absolutely. And then he'll be in the the title picture after that in NXT. But that's okay. It. So you know, same reporting. You know, you hear that he's gonna debut the Monday after WrestleMania. Vince McMahon supposedly is very high on him and wanted him in the Rumble so that way he can talk to him backstage. Hmm. You're not buying any of that. No, not not to the point where it'll it'll cause him to move to the main roster. And I also don't think that they want to break up the Undisputed Era type thing yet because you're not going to move up Fish and O'Reilly to the main card no. yet, I don't think, especially after WrestleMania. They need time. They can run that tag team division because they're prominent dudes with a following, just like Adam Cole is. There's a reason they came together from ROH and they put him in a stable. Altogether, so I don't think it's it's time for that yet. Okay, I'm 
I'm picking up what you're putting down, bubs. Now, okay. we've pretty much gone over everything that happened at NXT TakeOver, uh, but they have announced the match for NXT TakeOver New Orleans the night before WrestleMania. Aleister Black versus Andrade Cien Almas for the NXT title. How do you see that going? Do you think that this is when Almas makes his jump to the main roster? Or, you know, kind of what are you what are you thinking here? Monday after WrestleMania, we will see Andrade Cien, Cien we will see Almas on Raw or SmackDown the next night, whichever happens. Absolutely. Could he be the next if not bigger, Alberto Del Rio. Oh, I hate to compare them because I'm not a fan of Del Rio, but... Well, no, but Del Rio was was thrust into the main event scene right. uh, to get that Mexican market. Uh, Andrade Cien Almas was a much bigger star in Mexico than uh, Alberto El Patron is, and yeah. he's much better in the ring. He's got Vega, who is... I, I love that pairing, too. It's just yes, so good. it's such a good pairing. Yep. She she was perfect for. We've been talk. I've been talking about this. Um, how Almas is, was always just missing something. He was always just you know right here when yeah. he could be up here, and the addition of, of Vega was the, the. It was what put him over the top. Absolutely, and now they've got him to the top, and you can see that he's he's somewhere. He's confident. There's a reason that they that while holding the NXT title, there's a reason he came out in the Rumble. I think that was perfectly done as well. So I I am almost certain, you know, don't write it down yet, but I mean, Alistair Black is going to Black is going to be my pick for that uh, NXT Takeover New Orleans match, so that we can get Cien Almas to the main stage, so he can do some some serious shit, probably on SmackDown. I like that better, but um. Yeah, it'll be his turn to move up because he's been in NXT long enough now that he's kind of, I guess, he's put in his time, if you will. And He's put in his time. He was one of those guys that you felt, well, he's kind of floundering. When is he going to leave? When is he going to go back to Mexico? But yeah. kudos to him. He stuck it out. They finally found what could work for him, and it's taken him into the stratosphere. Like, he you, he's he looks more confident. Um He's got a new swagger about him. He just he's got he's got the look in his eyes. Like this guy, I just I can't speak more highly about him right now than than I than I am right now because I'm just I'm giddy over him. I'm so excited to see what he can do on the main roster, especially with you know the WWE machine's gonna want to push him to 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 get into that Mexican market that they haven't had since uh, Alberto Del Rio and Rey Mysterio in their uh, heydays. Right. So. I really see huge things in the future for for Almas, and I'm so excited. I cannot wait. The X Factor in all of this, not necessarily the Almas going to the main roster thing, but what do they do with Drew McIntyre when he comes back from injury? Because he lost the title in that night because of his injury to to Almas. So do they put him back in the NXT main main picture against Black or Cole? I see where you're going with this. I like it. What do you like, Bubs? I like sending him straight because because McIntyre was a he was a main roster guy before he went into the he went around the world he became a huge star he is a future world champion in the WWE mm. he will be the first you know British European kind of that Scottish 
Man, I, I am sorry for, Got it. for this. Uh, world champion uh, in the WWE. But, yeah, have Almas... How have Almas be chasing the title only for McIntyre to return mm. and kind of clash with? That'd be great, I think. Great I'll, bit of storytelling. We'll call Vince right now and see if he's already thinking the same thing. I'll get on the horn with Brian. Ask Vince where he's from, so I can <laughs> I can apologize. I think he's Scottish, Bob's. I'm pretty sure he is, but man, I reeled off some. <laughs> you, you named some stuff there, kind of some catch-all terms as well. That's fine. <laughs> But we're going to move on, Bubs. Let's we've we've dove into NXT deservingly okay. enough time now. Let's talk about Sunday now. And Andrade seeing Almas was in the. So let's go. Let's get back into. Um, okay. Okay. I'm, so the rule, as Rumble, you can tell, I'm excited. The Rumble, Bubs. Did you like it or did you not like it in general? I like Andrade seeing Almas. <laughs> he was. He looks great. No. Um, he had this look about him. Okay. Um, the pay per view itself. I was kind of meh on uh, the triple threat match. Didn't like the handicap match. Uh, they, no, the they... triple threat match oh, for wrong. Universal title. Yeah. Didn't didn't like, didn't like. Nope. the handicap match was okay. Um, I really they missed such a oh god. This was just such a night of missed opportunities. Like, what are you building towards with Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon? Because nothing happened. Yeah. At the Royal Rumble, we were all that, expecting something to certainly yes. happen. I nothing. thought something was certainly going to happen. You had Daniel Bryan shooting up the betting boards for <laughs> uh, winning the Royal Rumble. You and then you go on SmackDown that Tuesday, and Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan are best buddies again, and Daniel Bryan is you know pissing all over a. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, it just it didn't make sense. You spent all this time building to something. You spent all this time getting us excited about a possible outcome, something everyone's been waiting for for such a long time and building towards for WrestleMania, and you just take a shit all over us. Oof. Yes. Heated. You're heated on this one here. It's that's like... that's how I felt about this pay-per-view. Okay, so are you giving up on that feud, that angle entirely? Do you think it's completely dead, or are we still in for some... Yes. As far as I saw on Tuesday, it's dead. Okay. So are you buying any of the reports, since you like to bring those up, that Daniel Bryan's already cleared and that he's going to wrestle at WrestleMania? You buying any of that? As of right now, no. I was. I was buying into it. The storyline made me buy into it. Mm -hmm. And you know you know, we love us storylines. We love builds to stuff. And you were building to something special or at least something memorable, and you do nothing. You have AJ go over pseudo clean as a whistle. Uh, you have the whole oh the ref missed the tag, yeah, kind of thing. And that was a moment where Daniel Bryan could have come out and restarted the match. You know, that's where. It, am I the only one seeing this? I was wearing my glasses. Maybe maybe WWE took theirs off while they were writing this crap. Oof. Because this was a perfect opportunity to continue building towards something. And they said, mm, no, that was kind of stupid. Daniel Bryan, we don't want you to wrestle. In fact, let's just keep going with the status quo because who needs something new? Who needs unexpected? Not us. That's not what we want. We want <laughs> our fans. To, we want we want to be as predictable as possible. Oof. 
We, we want that Kenny Oak to 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 lose <laughs> month in and month out on these fucking pay per view picks, picks yes. because I keep thinking something special is going to happen, but no, nothing special happens. We have struck a chord here with my boy Kenny Oak. It's involving his man Daniel Bryan. I love it. He's heated hey, on the Braun other Strowman. side of this. Hold on, we'll, we'll, we'll get to Bryan. We'll I'm get to this. I'm firing right now. Now I'm steaming. let's let's talk about some possibilities though in regards to this this match and this <laughs> and this storyline. So Shane McMahon is he going to wrestle at WrestleMania? We say probably, right? Yes. Well, we've already seen him versus Kevin Owens in in yes. Hell in a Cell. We saw him last year with AJ in the leadoff match. So who the hell is Shane McMahon going to draw? Is it a is it Sami Zayn's turn? If it's Sami Zayn, I is that do what not want to see this at all. Okay. Like if it turns out to be that this rant to that that I just had, go ahead and mark it down. I want all of you to record that, take that recording, and just make it go viral because I was right in the end. Okay, because we don't have a whole lot of booking get, time left. This is terrible. No, it's it was terrible. I I was okay with AJ and and Shane just because I knew AJ could bring bring an intensity and lead Shane to a great match. And the story up to it, it was vicious. AJ slammed him through a car window. Yeah, it was good stuff. But if you give me Sami Zayn and Shane McMahon, uh, it's just... I'm, uh, I'm well, just gonna, I'm done. At this point, what it looks like is we're getting the Owens versus Zayn split at this point once again to continue their Fight Forever feud. So them one on one at WrestleMania, do you like that? Um, where they're gonna have this one on one match between each other to determine who is the number one contender at yeah. what Fastlane? Fastlane, right? yeah. Um, does one of them, whoever loses, do they come out and cost? Right, that's a match. Pretty predictable because we have things. to we have to feel that AJ Styles is going to WrestleMania. The WWE champion to face Nakamura. Absolutely, that can. And change. honestly, Nakamura AJ is going to win that match at okay. WrestleMania. I don't see them putting the title on Nakamura, especially at WrestleMania. Okay. Uh, because they're going to be putting the title on Oscar that night. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's got. I I assume that that's what you're building towards. You know, you're going to get a great match out of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens at yeah, WrestleMania. It'll be watchable, that's for sure. But do, so, we care, but do we care enough about the feud that we've seen? They've battled each other a lot since they've been here. They did NXT stuff. They did a WrestleMania match for the IC title when Owens had it in the latter match. Yeah. They were both in there. They so, had that great feud that led to Sami Zayn winning. Yeah, so we've we've seen it. So does the fight forever thing, is it enough for us to care? Is it enough to draw or put I any interest in the, I don't care. In the, the pay-per-view buy? Does it do anything for your pay-per-view? No, it doesn't. It doesn't no. do anything for the hardcore fan or even the random fan. They're going to be like, oh, I've, I've literally seen this, though. It's cool that they're fighting again because that's how it'll be. But And it's going to be a good match. Don't get will. me wrong. It'll be, it'll We're be all going to say, this is awesome. Sure. And there's going to be the fight forever chant. But I couldn't give two shits about this match because I've seen it before. And like I said, going into the Royal Rumble, the two things I wanted was entertainment and unpredictability. And guess what? I barely got the first one, and I definitely didn't get the second one. Oof, the nerve is struck. We're going to move on at this point. 
That was the leadoff match, Bubs. Huh. Good, good, oh, lead, okay. good leadoff, though. Good leadoff match. AJ gets to retain. I thought it was a good match, yeah. Now let's talk about the pseudo-squash, essentially, that the Usos put on Gable and Benjamin in a 2-0. Two, oh, two, to oh. two out of three fall match for the title. They beat them 2-0, oh, and the match was and I picked quick, quicker than it should have been. You did. And it wasn't even close, and they seemed to be not floundering, but didn't they go up against uh, Fandango and uh, Breeze last on Tuesday? Yeah. So what the hell does that mean for Gable and Benjamin now? Because you, you were all about them going forward as the dudes. Now what? I thought for sure that they would at least get the straps, um, hold them until WrestleMania. Half the Usos win at WrestleMania, of course, on the, on the main card. Let the Usos finally be on the main card on a WrestleMania. Have them go over because they've turned themselves from heel to face just by how good they are. And they deserve it. But yeah. you're gonna you're gonna have you know a, a team that has the potential to be a very good solid tag team, very good tag team champions, and you just I'm gonna use this term a lot talking about the show. You're gonna shit on them. Okay. This was a great opportunity to at least make it a competitive match, but no. We don't get a competitive match. Instead, we get, like you said, a pseudo-squash match. I like the Usos, but damn, like, give me some entertainment. Yeah. I blinked and it was over. Yep, the match was, I mean, for the 13 minutes or whatever that it went, 12 minutes, something like that. Like, I didn't even see the finish. I, I walked away to go make a drink. Yep, the second, the, f- the first fall happened. I, I was fine with that, and the second one came rather quickly right after that. And I'm all about the Usos. I'm cool with them winning all day. I even picked them. But there was nothing to this match that seems to push Gable and Benjamin either further into this feud or into anything relevant as we creep up on pay-per-views and and the Mania. So this type of stuff is going to find those two creeping out on the pre-show on WrestleMania or even Fastlane. Unless unless, Unless this is leading to a feud with each other. Which I think it's way too early for that. Yeah, but I've been, I'll say it every show. I'm waiting for that Shelton Benjamin heel turn, and you're waiting for the Gable heel turn. Yeah. So, either way, th- th- this was quick. We're going to get off it now because I don't know where we're going. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we're getting with the Usos just yet. No. But if it's I the, don't know who challenged. Oh, the Bludgeon, the Bludgeon Brothers. Brothers are next, I think. Yeah. And that's an interesting thing we're going to talk about because we kind of forgot about them for a few weeks because they've been hiding them from TV, from squash yeah. matches. But they are. They show up and they beat yeah. the. They beat, they beat the shit out of Drew Gulak's brother, and that was it. So they're, <laughs> yeah. a, they're a serious thing. We need to start talking about how they're going to fit into Mania within Do the Do you the think next... they if – you, if they go up against the Usos, do they lose? Like, can no. you have them lose? Well, they need to quit this whole squashing thing within the next three or four weeks so that we can see them. Which I don't understand up. because both of those guys are very talented in the ring. We know what we're getting from them. Oh, yeah. We don't. We don't need to see them squash, guys. No, but what we do need to see is someone giving them some type of actual challenge to get out of the squash nature so that when they go up against the Usos, we can legitimately think that the Usos can give them a match because they can't squash the Usos. That can that, no, that's that you would, cannot. The Usos, you just they're cannot. They're unsquashable, unsquashable team. So, Un- unless, Bubs, now hear me out. Once upon a time, we, we thought John Cena was unsquashable, right? Yes. Okay, but Brock Lesnar right went ahead and did that. Now the Bludgeon Brothers nowhere near as you know big and you know star-studded as Brock Lesnar. But if you want to build 
a a tag team, you have them squash yeah. the the tag team of the decade. Like that could it would ooh. be it'd be a real thing. They'd have to be super confident that those two would be the team going forward for a, a good amount of time. If you're going to squash the the best thing that you've had in the tag team division in the past twelve years, mm-hmm. so that's, you have to hope that Eric Rowan doesn't get hurt. No, exactly, like he likes to do. Yeah, but uh, that's that's an angle. We'll see. We'll have to start bringing them into conversation more as we creep up on the next pay per view, bubs. But that was it. Then, then we got the rumble. Yes, and I, I did like that, this. I say that as a question. You know I'm all about me some uh, proper card booking. Yes. So as your third match of the night, with three to go after this, you gave me the men's rumble. I told you as soon as it started, I said, are you really, is this really happening? Mm. Like, are they really giving yeah, us they, the, they this would have been perfect package. for the women's rocket, sure. rocket, whoa, rumble. But of course, and we'll get to the ending of that rumble. So that I guess that's kind of why they wanted they wanted the pay per view to end with that. But you could have easily put that rumble here, that moment here, and it wouldn't have changed anything. I completely agree with you. The as soon Great. as this thank you as soon as this happened, we both instantly agreed. Like, oh well. I guess we're getting Ronda Rousey in some form or fashion yes. because you have to end on a high note. And even though it's the most memorable or it's the first women's rumble, so it's going to be memorable. That alone cannot end the pay-per-view. It's not a big enough thing. And we so, knew at this point, since we didn't have the raw tag team title yeah. happen, we didn't have the uh, triple threat happen. Already we knew seven, eight, nine people that weren't going to either be in the Rumble or win the Rumble. Exactly. Especially someone and, like Seth Rollins, who was kind of in that Dark Horse category, no. who hung the fuck out in the Rumble for a while. You have Seth Rollins lose... You have that match, that tag team match, happen before the Rumble. All of a sudden, Seth Rollins becomes a real threat. Yeah, especially since he lost. Rumble. Yes. Um, but yeah, I hate, 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 hate the placement of the Rumble right here. What, what this ended up doing was the Rumble gets everyone excited because every time someone comes out, you're counting down from 10 and you're saying, eh, as the buzzer goes off, right? And, and That for, Philly crowd was cracking me up, yeah. from, from more I than an hour. I tweeted hard about that. For over an hour, you do that. And then you get the winner that we all wanted. It was all great, right? So then, yeah. then, then after that, the crowd is entirely deflated because they're tired. They've been standing up for over an hour, cheering and yelling at Roman. And then you want to, <laughs> then you want for to, like the five minutes he was in there. Yeah, thank God. And then after that, you you throw the tag team titles right after that. No one was standing up. No one was excited anymore because though the match might have been entertaining or the possibility that it would, you didn't so much care anymore because the thing that you expect to that, to end the second biggest pay per view every year. You just had in the middle of your card, yes. so no one, now, no one, no one cared about that tag team match. Last year's Royal Rumble, we'll always remember Randy Orton standing tall, pointing at the WrestleMania sign, and us going, "Whew, okay, at least it wasn't Roman." Yep, but cool, good Rumble. Randy won. Yeah, yep. that was a good Rumble. After. I spent this entire rumble going, okay, well, this guy's not going to win. This guy's not going to win. Oh, no one interesting has come out. Ooh, hopefully someone cool comes out now. Nope, it's Zack Ryder. Okay. Mm. Uh, ooh, maybe someone cool comes out now. Oh, no, it's... And then you have you have Rusev and Finn Balor come out one and two. So already I'm loved like, it. well, there goes my pick. <laughs> loved it. But, yeah, I loved it. Rusev Day was alive and well. Yep. Um, 
But the Rumble match itself was a dud, in my opinion. Ooh. Yes, we got okay. we got who we all expected to win in Nakamura, but I did not. I told you, I said this earlier. I wanted entertainment and unpredictability, and it was very light on one and zero of part two, in my opinion. Okay, so as far as the match is concerned, this one isn't yes. going to be one of your top ones that you're going to go back and watch again. Oh, it, it because... won't even be in the top ten. Okay, so that's how I. There, there I don't have as strong opinions on this match as I did on the uh, <laughs> handicap match, but I feel like there was a lot of missed opportunities here. I loved having um, Adam Cole, Bebe, mm-hmm. uh show up. I I said that as he showed up, did his entrance. Um, uh, did you know that Andrade Cien Almas was in this match? Oh, is that right? Yeah, uh, I, I yes. Didn't know. Oh, okay, good. Great clubs. He's good. a stud. Um, I can talk forever about him. But what about other, what other, about Rey Mysterio? That was serious, right? That was not serious at all. Wow. That yeah. was a nostalgia trip. Uh, not even a good one. Wow. Now, sure, Ray looked. He was jacked, yoked, right? He's not going to pass a WWE drug <laughs> test. Stop. But. No, I'm I'm being serious okay, right now. Okay. He's not here long term. Um, so honestly, I don't care. I didn't care about any surprise entrance that we had, except for Andrade Cien Almas. That guy's a stud. Um, but yeah, where was Daniel Bryan, who we all kind of <laughs> thought would have been the surprise entrance? If you have that match go on last, there's so much more possibilities. Having it right in the middle of the goddamn pay-per-view, you're like, hmm. Ain't nothing happening now. Okay, so you got you got nothing out of that. You got nothing out of the hurricane coming back for a little nostalgia trip, which I love. That's my dude. I oh, I love the hurricane. I used I remember back in the day Best on uh, ever. SmackDown. Shut your mouth. Yeah, I created my character. He was called the Tornado, and he tagged with the Hurricane. Oh, legendary stuff. He was blue. Yeah, it was great. I love the Hurricane, but he was he looks a little out of shape. He Ooh, didn't yeah. last very long. He's he didn't look very good. Uh, so yeah, I didn't care. Okay. Cause I mean, aside from him, Ray, I mean, we got the, su- not the surprise, but we got Dolph Ziggler coming back. It was pretty much just the entire, I told you that was going to happen anyway. I, I want unpredictability. I called that shit from him. I called that the moment he dropped the U S title. We got the entire roster basically just coming out. It was 30 people of 25 of which we fully expected to come out. So from that regard, no surprise whatsoever. And the only entertaining part, which kind of got the Philly crowd heated, was Roman being the last one in there with Shinsuke. Yes. So how would they have, Roman how would they have reacted? Knee to the face. If That's Ro- Shinsuke. If Roman would have won, what's the reaction there? Oh. Give it, it to me. If Roman wins that match, Bubs, the crowd would lose their minds. So it's in Philly. Right? Mm, yes. When was the last time the Royal Rumble was in Philadelphia? Uh, three years ago. Oh. Who, who won <laughs> that Royal Rumble? So uh, I, I, I get it. Okay. But, and but... what happened? He got booed out of the entire state. Now, <laughs> I understand why WWE does this. This okay. is two years in a row now. Yes, Roman Reigns is. is the last person to be eliminated. Why? Because whoever eliminates him is instantly cheered. Yes. And that person is instantly made to look like a star because the crowd is ecstatic. The crowd wanted Shinsuke to win. 
the fact that he beat Roman for it yes made it made it a bigger moment and made the crowd pop even bigger so now people watching at home people like you know your mainstream fans are like i want to watch the royal rumble what this is all about they go wow this shinsuke nakamura guy is such a he's a star Stud, the crowd man. is crowd loves him and i mean you you make a star that way so i'm i like how they have roman coming out late and you know borderline number 30 yeah, and again, right? Having him eliminated last. It, it's smart. It's very smart by WWE. And, uh, you know, the, the right person won and the right outcome happened. Okay. I, I am kind of with you. He calls out AJ Styles afterwards. I am with you on the, how this one was kind of ho hum down the middle. It was very safe. We get to see the whole roster and really no big surprises. But, um,. I'm glad Shinsuke won, and we can talk about that as we get towards WrestleMania because he challenged AJ Styles. So, Bubs, let's move on from that. Sheamus and Cesaro, they beat Rollins and Jordan for the tag team titles. And Jordan didn't participate in the match. He was injured throughout all of it, sat outside the ring, and Seth Rollins was once again in the match for the entire time. And he also was in the Rumble for what seemed like quite a while. I don't know how long he was in there. Probably close to 20 minutes or so. Yeah. And the dude's a stud. He's a fucking workhorse. And that's exactly what when he took the he pinfall deserves loss. To be champ. He deserves to be on the top of the card. He does. I watched him get his shit pushed in for this whole match. And I'm like, dang, let's let's push Seth Rollins again. It's It's got to be yes. that time. But now I went, I've gone back to 2015 right. and watched some of that. And he was he was the whole show wrestling twice a night. It was he was phenomenal. Now it's very apparent that we're going to get the feud between those two even at WrestleMania. Is that what we want? Is this no. what is this what creative wants to give us? Is this how we get Jason Jordan over as a super heel? We talked about this last time. Mm-hmm. This is this is the build up to it. You said what what's the end game here? And I said a match between them at WrestleMania and that's what we're going to get here because like you said, uh you know, you said it perfectly. Seth Rollins spent the entire match getting his shit pushed in. Yep. Um, at the end, he tags in Jordan, who comes in. He he grabs his head, and he's like, ah, and he tags out and just goes and sits out. And Seth Rollins takes the loss. This is definitely a build to these two feuding. Now, will it go all the way to WrestleMania? I don't know. Do you have Jason Jordan go over Seth Rollins? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Okay. Unless Unless... Jason Jordan does it in a super heel way. Maybe you have Kurt Angle also turn heel and help Jason Jordan. Okay. But yeah, I'm not I'm not excited at all. I like Sheamus and Cesaro as a tag team. I hope they, you know, continue doing what they're doing, but um Balor Club's going to take the titles next and that's all I can say. Okay. This should lead to Cesaro and Sheamus at least taking the Raw Tag Team titles. To WrestleMania, we'll see where they go with that. Should be a Balor Club thing. Wouldn't be surprised if the Revival's in there as well. Uh, I wouldn't um, be. That would be a triple threat tag match that I could easily see happening for an early show or even a pre-show match on Mania. But let's get away from that. Let's talk about the 10-minute match that was the triple threat for the Universal title, Bubs. An exciting 10 minutes, but not very entertaining. No, not at all. This one... We, we both wanted this to probably be kind of like how SummerSlam went in a way, you know, all crazy and nonsensical and yeah. Braun, Braun doing Braun things. We didn't yeah, get just, much of that except uh, for some, we got some stiff real life punches thrown by Brock. 
on Braun. Yeah, that was rough. He stiffed him with a knee to the side of the face, which is kind of acceptable, I guess. But this happened exactly how. But kudos, kudos to both of them for that for ending it right there. Yeah, leaving like, it, especially Brock. Brock, like, Brock would be a guy to let that kind of keep being a deal. I feel like Braun like hit him with the knee, and in his head was like, "Oh, I oh, shouldn't have done that. That's done not it. good." And then he, and then he gets punched in the head, and he's just like, "Okay, that's yeah. the payback. Let's get on to business." Yeah, they they even had to bleep out Brock's frustration in the match because he told him to like slow the fuck down or something like that and they had to catch it on the delay before it got out on the network which is good but this happened exactly as we expected Kane is there to take the loss Kane took the loss the pinfall through a table I think is what it was F5 mm-hmm. and and that was it so down down, there, down the middle as expected right yes there was not a lot of carnage you know you had your of course you had your brawn moments where he put Brock through a table um you had that early exchange between Brock and Braun and Brock trying to reel Braun in because, mm-hmm. you know, Braun is still green. You know, he's he's not quite there yet. So he's got the nerves. So he, he, he's going to, you know, push a little a little too fast, go a little too fast. So Brock had to kind of rein him in. But honestly, this was what we expected, which wasn't it wasn't going to be good. You can't expect a lot out of a 50 year old cane. Um. Give me just give me Braun and Brock one on one at WrestleMania. That's all I want. It's not looking that way now. What's what's gonna happen with the Elimination Chamber? I would I hate that I wanna say this, but something that draws that we've seen before is actually John Cena versus Brock Lesnar instead of Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. And if you want I like that. I think I started thinking about that more when John Cena put his serious face on when he beat Finn Balor on Monday to qualify for the chamber. Like, mm-hmm. he still has enough that he can go. And if you want, we're good. it's going to be a short match. Brock can't go more than 15 minutes ever. So give me that one once again. You want someone legitimate to beat Brock Lesnar? The only people designed to do that are, are Roman. That's fair. So is John Cena and maybe Braun. So aside from that, your options are very and, limited. And Seth Rollins. Okay. When he cashes Obviously, in. That could be a thing, too. But Braun, no, is, Braun, is, Braun is going to be out of the picture. Regards WrestleMania, I, I think. So we'll see what happens. The Chamber is interesting because it leads to something for the Universal title now. So now we're all going to yeah. watch the Chamber match, which is not filled yet. But go Elias. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> we're not. But what if, we, oh God, what if we see Elias eliminate Cena, bubs? Yeah, then we get Cena versus oh. Elias one-on-one at Mania. And Elias gets to go over. That's predictable, but I He's not going to go over. Elias mm. does not go over Cena at WrestleMania. Okay. Um, but just having him in that moment would be would be huge, you know. Seeing that build up to that match, you know, dueling promos, you know, seeing if he can really handle handle the spotlight going up against someone, mm-hmm. the main eventer, the you know, basically all the superlatives that you can throw out, all the hyperbole that you can spew out is is John Cena. You know, he's just the best. And to have someone, you know, whoever faces him in at WrestleMania is going to be a bigger star because of it. I think so. I'm excited for the chamber. It's going to lead us to a lot of things. It'll finish off some feuds as we get towards April. Mm-hmm. But that was it, Bubs. Let's talk about the Women's Rumble now. It capped off the show. This thing was driven by nostalgia. 
a lot of a lot of we knew it It had to it had to be because they needed to there's not yeah there's not enough women to fill up that but the women that they brought back i i liked it i liked who they brought back michelle mccool worked she worked um kelly kelly came in there and did some things awful Uh, well okay um but i knew she i i was glad she got brought back um lita could, should have got thrown out sooner mm. i don't like seeing her in the ring she's okay trish though Woo. she came back with a vengeance you like her, then, she was the big number 30 entrance you like that yes i did okay i did um i liked her moment with mickey james love the mickey james moment best part trish like threw up the the the, I don't know if you noticed that. Uh-huh. She threw up the two fingers, and I was just like, oh, man, WWE does not like that. <laughs> they don't want anyone to think about that. But um, the match itself, better than what better than what I expected. It I was. thought it was a solid Rumble match. It was way better than the first ever Men's World Rumble. Yeah, that's true. You, know, you, have, you had Sasha. She was the Iron Woman in that match. Um, you had some decent storytelling, not a lot of storytelling or any, not a lot of good storytelling. Uh, the Bella's thing was, was interesting. That was a nice little twist. Um, you had, you had the young stars come out and, and, you know, make a name for themselves. Mm -hmm. But the winner, I was surprised that, you know, Asuka made it. That far, I was surprised that Nia Jax got eliminated as yeah far too, far too soon yeah. Um, I think the final two should have been Nia Jax and Oscar with Oscar, you know, kind of bullying her over. I think that would have made Oscar even uh, bigger. But I, I could see it was smart having Nikki Bella and Oscar as the final two because the crowd's like, oh, we don't want Nikki Bella. No. You know, we're happy to see her, but we don't want her to win. Mm-mm. So. And what, how about that new cutter that Nikki Bella busted out? So I guess her new finishing move. Uh, hopefully we don't get to see too much of it. But, I mean, she's, <laughs> she's probably going to be on the WrestleMania card, so we'll have to deal with that. You know what I don't like? Let's You named a lot of shit I like. Let's talk about some stuff okay. I don't, that I don't like. And you hate women wrestling. No, so I do not. One check. No. That was a big dislike for you. Can you be honest and tell me that you even... When number 29 came out, it was Bailey. Did you forget she was even on the roster? Or was it just me? Because where has she been the last three months? Buried is the answer. When her music even hit, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. She's still a thing. Okay, Bubs. You know my affinity for Bailey. Okay. Now, if she would not have come out... I would not have given it a second thought. She is my favorite women's wrestler of the last 10 years. But if she would not have come out, I would not have thought for a second, wait a second, where the fuck was Bailey? Mm-hmm. She came out and I was just like, like you mentioned, I was like, oh, hey, Bailey, yeah, okay. Yep, she's she, not going to win, but hey, there she is. She's a complete afterthought in regards to most of these power women they have at the top of the women's card. She's only involved because maybe a lack of of star power. She has a good uh, a good following and a name and name recognition because of what she did in NXT and what she's done on the main roster so far. 
But um, they need to read if they, if they care about her. She needs to be repackaged in some way. It doesn't need to be a whole character change or make her a stupid heel, but she has to be booked because she's not. Second she's thing, not. I hated the fact that they gave us Sasha and Becky as number one and number two and made Sasha go, <sighs> go nearly the whole distance. Yes. I did not like that. I don't want I that. wanted Becky to, you know, have Becky come out first and have Becky be the Iron Woman, not it's, Sasha. Be Becky, exactly. Becky is the most criminal, criminally, who I got this, criminally underused woman. You know, we were just talking about Bailey, but Becky is, I feel, even worse. She yeah. she deserve put the strap on her make make her the women's champion on SmackDown. Okay. Why hasn't it been? No trust. Plus Charlotte is the answer, but yeah, terrible. It's a reality. Becky should have won, but should have been Becky. The story is so much better. Becky versus Charlotte. The story's there. It's been there mm-hmm. since they first came. On the main roster. The story's been there. I'll call Vince. We'll see if we can set it up. Um, he's not taking my calls anymore. Okay. I've As- been permanently blocked. Aside from four- that, oh, aside from that, I don't like Nia being eliminated as early as she was. She needs to be one of those final four type mm-hmm. of type of people just because of how you've been building her. But um, You can have Nikki Bella as a final four. Yeah, or the final two even. But... Uh, I like what they did. That even the entrances that they that they did, the way they did them in order was pretty good. We get a good mixture of a Kyrie Sane pop, right, and then some nonsense, yeah. nonsense. Then a she a, was hitting some elbows. Then a returning, you know, a returning uh, legend or Hall of Famer, and then someone from SmackDown, and then another free agent, and then someone else. So that was very and good. Then Ember Moon came out. Yep, bad arm and all, hanging in there, getting that some more credibility to her, and then we. Yes. Even Vicky Guerrero, get in there, Vicky. Oh God, yeah, I was. The crowd popped. Unfortunately, they go for I some popped. reason. They go right to the Eddie chant. They people people don't care about Vicky. They care about Vicky being married to Eddie, and I, I find that a little sad because she's contributed by herself to yeah, the business the as well. Edge chance. Yeah, she was married to Edge. <laughs> that was real. Beth Phoenix should get the Edge <laughs> chance. Right. Beth Phoenix is great. Mm-hmm. I love Still Beth Phoenix. Still looking good in the ring. Yes. But all the, in all, what did you think about the match itself? Give me your grade for the pay per view. Well, not not the pay per. Give me your grade for the women's Rumble match. First ever. I was pleasantly surprised in how this went. I, it was better than I thought it would be. Just like you said, this is a solid B plus A minus floater range for me. Not bad at all. I also give it a B plus. B plus is uh, to me for the first ever women's Royal Rumble match. It was solid. It was exactly what it needed to be, and it just sets itself up for the future. Yeah, I can and see this, this continuing, and I think it will too. This had me thinking, though. You mentioned the first ever men's Rumble, right? Way back in the day. Now, had Vince and all those guys then known what the Rumble match would eventually become? You can bet money Hacksaw Jim Duggan would not have won that initial match had they known mm-hmm. this, this would go. So it's very smart to put the the this kind of title, if you will, as the first ever winner of the Women's Rumble to be somebody like Asuka. It means yes. means a hell of a lot. So you could have expected Hulk Hogan to win way back in, 80, in 88, this first ever one, or someone just as prominent. 
Brad Becky. Be- Becky Lynch. You though. have Becky Damn Lynch it. win the first ever, and we, she. That's why she was our pick, both of us. I know. I it was such a missed opportunity. This entire pay per view was just the pay per view of missed opportunities for me. Um, some smart booking in there, um, but also some very frustrating booking. Uh, I'm not going to get on my soapbox again. You can go back and listen to that. <laughs> um, but all in all, for the Royal Rumble pay-per-view itself, I'm going to give it like a, a B minus, C plus, closer to B minus. But okay, uh, there was there was a lot of letdown here. I wanted more out of this thing, considering how important it is as a pay-per-view, That's and we fake. didn't we didn't really get it. There was opportunity in there, and it was kind of just squandered, especially when even on the pre-show, when you get the United States open challenge type thing, you're like, Oh, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And they give us Mojo Raleigh. So yes. it's not, it's you need to, I need them to start giving me some good Mojo. Shit. You're doing decent with your character work, but stay off of my pay-per-views. Yes, please. But so there's, well, there's that bubs, not a bad show. Yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't a bad show. And, uh, but there was definitely a lot of room for improvement in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And I know the same goes for you. It does. But that's what we think about what happened this weekend at the Royal Rumble and NXT TakeOver. What do you think? What are your thoughts on what transpired last weekend? What are your thoughts on the road to WrestleMania? What are you expecting to see at WrestleMania? What are you expecting to see at Elimination Chamber and Fastlane? We've got a lot of big stuff happening coming up soon. The road to WrestleMania has only just begun. Oh, it has. And this cha- the chamber, at least the, the main match, is going to be exciting because it has good implications. Over the next few weeks, we're going to start to fill out the rest of the chamber. We have three of them right now. You can expect one of them to be Roman. Yes. And and the women's Jason Jordan the women's that's something uh, yeah, elimination chamber didn't even talk about that but that'll be a thing as well. Do you like in general that matches that are historic that really have only ever been done by men are now all being done by women? That the chamber is going to happen. We had the Rumble. We had Hell in a Cell done by well, Charlotte. When where's our TLC matches and our ladder matches? Those are coming soon. Those are going to come so soon. So. Is it a good thing? I like it. Is it a good thing to have these women doing all these matches? Or are they going to take away some of the credibility if the matches are just awful? If they do a piss poor TLC and or regular ladder match like like they did at for the uh, Money in the Bank. That's, but that's the thing, Bubs. They are stepping up and they are performing. That tell Helena, me, tell that me Hell in a Cell match did I was not about perform. to bring it. If they did perform. Did are perform, you kidding me right now? It. Awful. It, well, you hated it because you hate women wrestling. You keep saying that, but that's not a reason. I do keep saying It's okay. Anyway, I thought the, the Hell in a Cell was a good match. I thought the Royal Rumble was a good match. They are performing. I thought the the Money in the Bank match was a good match. The only thing that people hated was the ending because you had Ellsworth and his dopey self up there at the top winning, the, winning it for Carmella. Yeah. Okay. But... I think they're stepping up. I think they're performing, and I think the Elimination Chamber is going to be the real test to you know the the metal of these women. Right. Hopefully that they're body, body slamming each other on the steel grate yes. outside. They better be slingshotting each other into the steel fencing that surrounds it. I want to see broken plexiglass going through <laughs> a chamber pod. I want all that stuff. And if yes. you can't if you can't give me that, 
then you're going to take away the credibility of the match because it has to happen because there's been some legendary Elimination Chamber matches. Even last year's was good. Aside from Bray winning, the match was good. So Bray winning was great. It was. But the match even before he got in, before like just seeing Styles. It was good. It was amazing. Oh, God. It was so So, good. I need that to happen if that's going to be a thing. So we we will talk about that. We'll see who they put into those six women chosen to Mm -hmm. to get into that chamber. And we'll start talking about the Raw exclusive pay-per-view that will be Elimination Chamber and see what's defended and what's not as far as titles are concerned, Bubs. Yes. Well, you you guys tell us who you want to see in the first ever women's elimination chamber match and how you expect that match to go. Now, where you can talk with us, as always, is on Facebook. You can find us at Collar and Elbow Wrestling. Just search Collar and Elbow Wrestling. You can find us on Twitter at CAE Wrestling. You can find us on Instagram. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. Together, we're going to grow this thing, guys. You know, we're all wrestling fans. We're all banding together. Together, we're going to grow this thing. Together, we're going to make this an empire. And together, we're going to make wrestling great again. See you guys next time.